Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Now, as I mentioned, you know, we're still wondering what the government will announce tomorrow when it comes to their medium-term plan for living with COVID-19 and what impact there might be on Dublin and maybe Limerick uh, as well. And we have seen some restrictions eased, of course, over the last few months and chat now that uh, even wet pubs might open on the 21st of this month. But maternity hospitals still have significant restrictions. Dads or birth partners are allowed into the labour ward or theatre but not allowed to attend any ultrasound scans or antenatal visits and on the line to chat a bit more about it uh, we have Shelley O'Halloran who is a birth doula in the Limerick and Clare area and uh, Limerick mum Jean Wallace uh, who you would know from among other things uh, singing so beautifully at Thoman Park when crowds are allowed and you never know crowds might be allowed at Thoman Park again in the not too distant future uh, she uh, had a baby in lockdown and you're both welcome um, and and Jean, you know, you know exactly what we're talking about here from your personal experience. Just remind listeners again of what it was like for you. Yeah, so I had um, Oshin, who is now four months old. I had him on the 5th of May. I had um, a severe infection in Limerick Maternity Hospital. And I suppose I'd start by, I, was, I know I was on with you about two weeks after he was born. And in general, you know, it was a very positive experience. Um, I was really well looked after, really well cared for by the hospital, but it was very, very difficult being in there by myself for especially post cesarean section because you're in there that bit longer, and you're also probably less mobile for longer post surgery than you would be with a, a uh, with a natural birth. So it was very, very difficult to be in there um, by myself with a newborn baby. Yeah. Can't believe Oshin's oh, four months now. I know, and I, you know, I've been thinking about this a lot. I, I knew all weekend that I was going to be coming on, so I just contacted put it up on social media that I was going to be on talking about this. And I've had so many um, moms. Uh, all of them actually have already had their children. There's no pregnant mom, um, moms contacted me. I had so many contact me on social media saying, "Please put the case forward. We need to have our partners with us." And I 100% agree. We absolutely do. Now, for me, back in May, we were we were in the height of lockdown at that point. You know, that was the point where you, you could go two kilometres, but you were still staying about five metres away from anyone. And anyone coming to see Oshin was at the front door or at a window. They weren't coming anywhere near him. So there was an element of, we just have to get on with this um, because... We're, you know, this is very scary. There's so much going on. Let's just put the head down and, and get on with this. And so we, we did, myself and Oshin and Alan, my husband, we did just get on with this. But that doesn't make it any easier looking back on it. It was it was a very, very difficult um, two days in the hospital. But I was lucky in that up until March, the middle of March, I had had Alan there for all of my scans. He was with me. We were in it together up until that point. We're now six months in. There are women who have never had their partners with them going for a scan. And for me, I that I kind of find that kind of upsetting. I had a miscarriage last year. So for me, every scan was very anxiety driven and you're worried about, you know, until they find that happy, it is the longest five seconds of your life to feel like I'm heading into this whole thing again. And 
having had Alan with me for the scan where um, the miscarriage was, was found, I can't imagine what it must be like for women who are in there by themselves. It is it is such a traumatic experience and it's so difficult. And I know the hospital staff are dealing with this all the time. They, you know, they must see most of the miscarriages a day, I would imagine. Um, but for uh, the woman, it's, it may be the only time it happens. You would certainly hope it is. It's a very, very traumatic experience and not having a support with you I, I just can't imagine and I feel that it's now time to find a way to make it work so that women aren't going through this by themselves because most of us don't get into it to go through it by ourselves. We need our support partners. It's not a case of a convenience like with other things. It's a convenience to have someone there or there are other situations but in this it's it's about um, having a support person there with you to look after you, to take in a lot of the medical information that you may not be able to take in. And that's something I really found was that um, when you go to an appointment, there is a lot of medical information kind of flying around there and you don't always know what to ask because you're not, it's not that you're not thinking straight, it's just that there's so much happening. And having that person with you who will remember to ask this question or to ask that question or something will pop up and they might think of it straight away, whereas you you don't. So it's, it is, I do think it's time to try find a way to make this work. Yeah, we're chatting to Limerick mum Jean Wallace. She had a baby at the maternity in Limerick uh, during lockdown, right at the height of it there, as she was uh, saying. And Shelley O'Halloran is also with us. She's a birth doula in the Limerick and Clare area. Um, Shelley, I think uh, Jean has explained it brilliantly there. Yeah, she really has. And congratulations, Jean, and well done. Um, yeah, it's, it's very hard. I mean, just like Jean, you know, I'm I'm getting so many messages, so many calls um, of pure heartbreak, you know, heartbreaking stories, traumatic stories. Um, and, and, you know, we need to find a solution. Um, you know, every day there's 150 babies born in Ireland. Um, you know, that's a lot of women going through um, birth um, since March and you know we need to start thinking of solutions now at this point and you know and that's for the babies born as Jean mentioned you know with miscarriage you know these women are often um, people the silent sufferers really um, you know and there's still a lot of stigma around miscarriage and uh, and that loss and it's often dealt with in silence and now women are dealing with that on their own um, inside in a room and you know, I had one woman saying this, you know, she, she just ran into a bathroom and she locked herself in a bathroom for ages crying, not not being able to even muster up the words to tell her partner over a phone. And she had to make that walk out to him waiting in the car park. Um, you know, I think also we're, we're thinking of partners or dads as just visitors, as just add-ons rather mm. than, you know, the parents, um, an integral part of this unit. Um and I think they are also suffering and I think we're forgetting about them as if it's just a nice additional um, extra person, you know. Um, but, you know, I mean, even over, you know, time now, we've even seen postnatal depression, you know, increase in men, you know. So I think we also need to think about mental health factors, not only for mothers, but also um, for dads, partners. Um, you know, and really take that into consideration when we're when when that risk evaluation is, is happening. 
um, you know, is mental health being taken into consideration um, during the pregnancy experience, during loss, um, even afterwards? You know, because it, it, it's very serious and, you know, postnatal depression is very serious. And last week, you know, we had um, Suicide Awareness Day and, you know, I don't think many people realise, but, you know, the leading cause of maternal death within the first 12 months um, of a, a, a new mother is suicide. Mm. Um, so, you know, we really need to start um, thinking you know, how are we going to make this work? I think people really were at the at the height of this pandemic, just like Jean said, people were willing, you know, like absolutely willing, no no questions asked to sacrifice their own mental and emotional well being for the safety of them and their babies. Yeah, I mean um, I have to say, I, I know from my own direct experience that the care and concern at the maternity hospital is top class and obviously they are operating in this bizarre new world of COVID as well, Shelley. But mm. what is the balance then between protecting uh, the hospital from any spread of COVID and ensuring that uh, parents get to play as much of a part as they can and be as involved as they can in the birth and just before, uh, weeks running up and then afterwards, Shelley? Absolutely. And I just want to like just say, mention here one thing that I will say that has consistently come through with people um, telling me their stories and sharing their stories is the staff has been absolutely amazing um, working within the constraints that they're under. Um, and, and that has come through time and time again. Um, but I guess no one can replace your loved one um, or your support person. And, and that that is also coming through. Um, what can happen at this point? Well, you know, I think... When you have other large organisations getting behind the pubs or the GAA, you know, I, I think, you know, no one's really behind the pregnant women. So I think what needs to happen at this point is, is you know, is obviously having, you know, strict protocols in place for partners who do come in. I was chatting to one midwife um, yesterday evening and, you know, I was chatting to a few actually midwives yesterday and, and the sentiment there was that, you know, partners are already on the labour ward. You know, they're already in on a one-to-one basis. Um, so, you know, they're already on site, you know, so to speak. So, you know, couldn't that be extended then into the postnatal um, ward? Obviously using, you know, masks, PPE, hand sanitation. Um, I, I feel that there definitely, you know, could be a protocol that is rolled out Everyone has safety as the number one um, cause of concern at the moment. Um, and I don't think that people are negating that by wanting these restrictions eased. Um, you know, parents, of course, want um, safety as the top priority. Um, so they do. But they also just need more support at this time. Yeah. I mean, Jean, you know, we still remember very clearly and we put up on our own social media as well uh, that really emotional photo that you put up uh, of mm -hmm. your husband outside the gates yeah. of the maternity looking up at you at the window with Oshin in your arms. And you know, that, yeah. was, that was the level of connection at that particular moment in time. But do you think that there's any possibility in tomorrow's medium term plan that the government will specifically address this? Or do you think it's likely to get pushed to the back of the you. So I would hope that it would be addressed, especially it has been highlighted quite a lot in the last two weeks, especially. I hope it will be addressed. I wouldn't be particularly confident because it seems to not uh, fall very high in the list of priorities. And like Shelley was just saying, that's because 
pregnant women and new moms don't necessarily have a big group behind them really pushing this agenda. And now I know um, he's who the Lord Mayor of Dublin has really pushed it the last few weeks or two, definitely. She's really got behind it. So hopefully that will help push it higher on the agenda. But I suppose just to add on to what Kelly was saying, you know, there are a cohort of women now that had no antenatal classes and also the, the post-pregnancy kind of social outlets I know this for myself, they don't exist either. They're they're starting to come back now, but there is still, I would imagine, with new moms and nervousness about being in um maybe some uh, outdoor areas, being you know, going out socialising is still quite unnerving because we haven't really done it yet. Um so we're very isolated um at the minute, more than we would be normally. And we haven't had the experience of the hospital we haven't been around the hospital that much the the, the appointments are very quick um, when the, through COVID all the scans, everything is quite in and out obviously it has to be and we all understand that but there are uh, the usual supports that are there for women aren't there at the minute so I think having the support partner in some way, shape or form there for scans and being able to visit in the postnatal wards would would really, really go an awful long way with helping women. At this point where they're, obviously it's an amazing time, but you're so vulnerable. You're so vulnerable and you're so, there's so much going on. You just need, really need your person there with you. All right. Listen, fantastic. Thank you both very much for chatting to us and for highlighting this uh, big concern, I'm sure, for uh, a lot of parents uh, or parents to be listening this morning to the Limerick Today show. And obviously we'll podcast what you've said um, uh, as well this morning at live95.ie. That is Limerick mum Jean Wallace and uh, Shelley O'Halloran, who is a birth doula in Limerick and Clare. After the break, an extraordinary photo. Call Limerick Today now on 461995.